Fertilizer House. Welcome. This is episode 149. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? 2019 season, guys. Ooh, it started. Oh what, a op- what an opening day, man. Beckham statue was unveiled. Day removed from the buyout of Dos Santos. First coach Skeloto Galaxy game. Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez. And a Zlatan goal. Come on. All right, Come that's on. been that's been Ellie's our house. Wow! <laughs> Thank you for listening to uh, episode one forty nine. Okay, you, know, you understand about headlines yes, and yes, yes. articles below, right? <laughs> that's what the rest of the show actually is. Listen to find out more. <laughs> three things that the uh, three uh, find out which three products Guillermo Barrascoloto uses in his hair. <laughs> Where's clickbait? Ever? What? Oh, I know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm so bad at writing uh, clickbait. That's why I, I don't do that for a living. Um, but, dude, first of all, Lewis is here, like in real life. Like, I can poke him. Uh, I know. I can, I can hear the difference. Yeah, exactly. We knew the difference. Lewis is on a real mic. Um, if I knew. Hopefully, he- we don't hear the whistling this time around. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come up. Hold on. Second. Did you see? Did you see that one of our listeners thought it was him? I did. That's the, hilarious. The whistling. <laughs> you should feel it, bro. Well, Lewis should feel it too. So, never mind. I didn't feel it. <laughs> I go I, I, as I was listening back to the episode. I, I, I was laughing at it because I was like, "That's hilarious!" Because I did not even hear it at the time we were recording, let alone feel it. And when I heard it, I was like, wow, that's like really loud. I thought it was something like very faint, like, nope, it's it's like up in front center right there. But also that's how microphones work. I guess. Um, but, and, and Bobby, this this proves your theory that Lewis doesn't hear anything when he's talking. So like every time but his I wasn't, mouth, every but time I his wasn't mouth, even talking, his ears he wasn't even talking. He, but wasn't I wasn't even, he actually, that, you were he talking actually hears happened. you when you, when, yeah, when you he talks, he actually hears you mouth. all the time. True. Yeah, he doesn't hear you. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't hear me. Wrap it up. He speaks is when he goes deaf on me. (laughs) Oh my god, we, I, I missed. See, I missed the opening banter from last week. Last week we were so busy with MLS preview, we had to go straight to business. I, this is what I missed. This is the meat of the show. I think I'm making weird hand gestures because Lewis is here and I don't know what to do with my hands. What do you normally do with your hands when I'm not here? Oh, you don't want to know. Whoa, uh, that's why I'm here. Whoa. I came. Whoa. That's I, why you're there? I'm not 1030 yet, dude. I, I was going to say, oh I brought the God. cam, but yeah, you got to wait a little longer. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Not Ellie is our house after dark with the lights off or whatever. It might, whatever. It's not featuring me, people. Uh, it's not featuring me. Um, so, as, as Bobby mentioned, uh, we went to the Galaxy's um, opening of Legends plaza where they unveiled the david beckham statue um it stopped raining just in time for that event to happen which is really fortunate because it had been raining all day long uh, up until about maybe like what 1 30 um i guess it depends on where you were coming from well, we got rain on the way there yeah but, but not yeah, the whole yeah. way so uh as we moved closer to the coast it seemed to have stopped so yeah really fortunate I, that they just you know at the perfect moment it just you know Perfect weather for, or not perfect weather, but uh, at least favorable weather compared to what we've been getting. We're actually getting a winter this year. A little bit. I would hardly call this a winter. This isn't it's, LA. This isn't. It snowed at my house. It is winter. 
That is something I've literally never, ever experienced down here. It's probably never happened. What? It's probably never happened. That's what I'm saying. So we're getting a winter. Bobby gets snow. Bobby gets snow now. Not often, but I'm saying. It's raining today. It's raining right now. It's coming in like It's it's raining out here too. Yeah, it was raining here. Yeah, it's coming in weird like flood. Yeah, like bursts. Like big bursts. Then it would go away. It's like big lightning and then it just Damn. And then it goes. On the way here, actually, the, the it didn't rain, but uh, I saw the lightning from a distance. So, uh, from a distance, you know, coming. So like, uh, I'm kind of over the rain now. Well, the rain's not over you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. No, it literally is over me. See, it's coming from above. Um, so we we went to the statue unveiling. What do you What do you guys think about? So we've talked about. The fact that David Beckham has a statue, and maybe that wasn't the the best pick, or what you know, all that we we've talked about that. If you want to hear that, go back to your previous shows. Um, what do you guys think about the statue itself? Like, how does it look to you? So you like heard about lot. the new controversy, right? It's yeah, and it's ridiculously dumb. What's the that controversy? people are mad about this? <sighs> I, What's the controversy? I, I don't think it's a big deal, but I understand the. Get to it. I understand the issue. So basically, the the pose that he that the statue um, or that David Beckham picked, because mm-hmm. apparently he was able to pick which pose uh, um, the statue would yes. be in. It's coming from a PSG uh, picture. Picture. Bobby, here's yeah, the thing. On, here's the thing. It's on the behind the scenes yeah. statue making of thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. They which also is a have, horrible video. God. They, yeah, it's not a great video. But here's the thing. They also have David Beckham in that pose in Galaxy uniform. And guess what? He's played for England too, so he's probably done that pose. Oh, no. He used to play for Manchester United. He's probably done that pose. It's Yeah, just but who trademarked iconic it? Which pose. team owns that it's pose? It's PSG. It's David Beckham. So it's Inter-Miami <laughs> owns that I understand. That what what, what um, I kind of figured is that you probably could have, you I'm know. exaggerating the ridiculousness. I, 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 I guess for me, it's it's more. Well, I think it's a dumb thing to be mad at because it's it, it it's is nothing. It, it's I, literally I think, nothing. It's the thing. If okay, if David Beckham had only done that pose ever in a PSG uniform, yes, you should be mad about that. But he's taken free kicks, and that is his iconic free kick. That's his iconic pose. Thing. His yes. move is kick. So. Chances are he's done it in the galaxy uniform. He's yeah. in a galaxy uniform in the statue. On the statue, yes. Isn't if that cool? PSG Isn't that cool uniform, enough? Isn't that okay? That would have been mad. That would have been dumb. <laughs> he was wearing an England shirt. I, I can see how people would be mad about that. The fact that oh, they ridiculous. used a picture of him as a PSG, it's dumb. Dumb. Maybe that was just the clearest picture they could find at the angle that they wanted. Galaxy should have just not edited that in in that horrible video. Yeah, yeah that's the other around. dumb thing about it is that the Galaxy <laughs> had control over this. This wasn't like the Beckham estate that put out this video. But this, you know what? Because they don't think it's that big of a deal, which it isn't. It just isn't. No, it's, it's, it's totally not a big deal. You know what? It is a big deal. Malia Emma returns to sing the national anthem and she changed it up a little bit and it was it was damn good. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean that's why she's back. That's yeah, she's pretty good. that's a good way to start the season. I, You'll get I, start off with like <laughs> And and honestly, like I wasn't in the stadium for the for the original time that she sang the national anthem. Like I gotta admit I got I got a little emotional you, hearing Did you miss it again? What's that? Did you say you missed it again? 
No, no, no. I wasn't in the stadium the first time, but I got oh, emotional yeah. hearing her sing the national anthem. I mean, she's teeny tiny. She's this teeny tiny little girl, and she has this big voice coming out of her. It's she's so amazing. I, I, she yeah, got, she I, got huge. You know, uh, after after oh, yeah, uh, the first time she was at the she yeah, was all over the place. You know, oh, I want to sing with. Uh, you know, uh, what was it? Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. And yeah. Sure enough, she came out and, you know, started singing around, uh, I think, like basketball games around uh, she the did, country. I think she did a football game. I think she, she did, did a football yeah. game as well. And then, of course, you know, you you come back to where uh, it all started to kick off the season. So. But but as she said, she's a, she's a Galaxy fan. She's a Galaxy fan. So, she's one of us. Yeah. So, you know. She needs to be in the capital box like that other kid at a- in a- in ACB. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, that. That was fun. That was awesome. Um, they also the Galaxy also did their um, Siggy celebration, uh, which I thought was a really really nice moment. Everybody um, got up, clapped, obviously cheered. Uh, the Riot Squad were doing their uh, their classic Siggy. Siggy, 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 oi, 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 chant. So I, I thought that was a really nice tribute. Uh, obviously, a little bit different than a moment of silence. So I, I thought that was a good uh, and very memorable tribute for Siggy. Yeah. Did you see the one that Seattle did? I did not. You did not. Yeah. That'll get you. That, that'll get me going. Yeah. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the uh, the the imagery that the galaxy used. Like they used the mostly it was just Siggy like yelling and getting mad at the referees or something. I thought that was that was kind of funny. Well, I mean, when you're a coach, those are your highlights, aren't they? I guess so. They should be. <laughs> Can't just be like sitting on the bench with your arms crossed, like, hmm. Uh, that's your highlight. <laughs> could so. do the you could do the Greg Burhalter. You know, I'm I'm really skinny in this black sweater, but look how shimmery I am from the rain. I don't know if Ziggy can pull. See that, that would be. Ah, I know. <laughs> See that iconic statue pose. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. The Siggy. The Siggy. You're asking too much, David. You're asking too much. <laughs> ah, what's going on with you, Bobby? You, you, you're always, you, you always try to be so hidden from us. What are you talking about? Wait, let's don't go back to banter when we're moving on with Galaxy. <laughs> that was banter. No, that was banter because news. because the next thing that we're gonna talk about is gonna be involved. Let's go. Let's move right, on. Let's go. Don't waste the so, show. Giovanni Dos Santos. Who? <laughs> He's out. Woo! Done. <laughs> we bought him out. <laughs> bought him out. Yeah. A little. It wasn't. I said bye bye. It wasn't too surprising <laughs> to me the, the the way I was telling a coworker because he was asking me like, hey, well, you know, I, he had listened to our last episode, and he said, well, you know, has it been resolved yet? And I said, no. And chances are you probably won't hear it until like that final hour when they have to make a decision, they have to be compliant, um, and it had to be I think Friday by five p.m. our time. And I think the news dropped just before three o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. I think Kevin Baxter mm-hmm. uh, tweeted it out. But yeah, uh, Gio bought out for, we don't know the exact amount. We got to assume it's six million, maybe six and a half, maybe less, who knows. But not too surprising for me. The, the more and more I thought about it, I, 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 I kind of asked myself, why would he be willing to take a pay cut? Why would he tam himself down to, you know, it, it just didn't really make any sense. I think 
obviously it's it's not my money so it's easy for me to say yeah just buy them out it's just that that simple you have the money you have all these you know you have billions of dollars six million dollars is nothing to use just you know go ahead and do it uh obviously if you're a gm you want to avoid that at, at all costs but even from a business point of view even if this was the most expensive route that you could have gone i think it was worth it you got rid of a locker room problem you got rid of um you know, uh, uh, an underperforming player who obviously did not deserve the money that he was getting. You freed up an international spot. You freed up cap space. You now have two DP. Uh, sorry, two DP. Uh, two international two slots international that you can play with, and you well, know they're going to use them because they just got a whole bunch of money uh, by freeing up uh, the Geo and then selling Kamara. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. These guys are going to be like a kid in a candy store. They're going to go out there. And Tegosa has actually said, hey, we're already looking at someone. We're scouting. We have someone in mind already. And he may very well be in camp or at least uh, announced or something in the next week or so. So, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I had said this before. There is competence in that front office now where you have a plan B, plan C, plan D, and and it's showing um but for me buying out geo i mean it was there was just too much good to come out of it if you had done it rather than if you would have kept them on uh and one of the aside from all all the 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 business points you just made a good portion of your fan base very very happy a good portion of it it feels like about 95 percent of it uh, it feels like the I, I, off our back. Yeah, it, it really yeah. does feel like like it's the 800-pound gorilla that got off of our backs. The absence of his name put a smile on Lewis and my face at the stadium. <laughs> we looked at each other and we were like, "Did we? We didn't hear his name." We, we were looking through the programs and we're like, "Look, look, he's not even on the <laughs> on the sheet." Like as a mistake, uh, oh, we already man. printed these out. Like, unfortunately, nope. at the back of it, he's in the ad, in yeah. the top right. Hand area, his face is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally that. Anybody, listeners, look at it. It looks like it. Look, right, look at it right now and go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for, for me, I, I just didn't really understand the need to want to keep him on the team and for what reason. I, I know there, uh, you know, uh, Christian Miles had, had mentioned that, you know, they have a good relationship and they've known each other for, you know, a, quite a few years and he probably didn't want that relationship to go sour. So he tried to do what he what he could uh, to keep him on, and you know, hopefully get him motivated to to play. Uh, well, the, you know, a game that he that a lot of people know that he's capable of, but isn't always consistent. With. It was like, just honestly, a horrible idea. Nobody wanted him. No it, fans wanted him. He knew that. The yeah, team knew that. They knew it would have been a bad decision if they kept them financially and as a player on the field. I mean, it's obvious. Come on. Everything is negative, 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 negative. There's no no, no pros keeping him in. Nothing. And he got $6 million. He won. He, he won out of this. He with $6 million dollars of AAD And he didn't have to really money. do much. No. <laughs> and he's going to go play probably somewhere else. He's, uh, he's still under contract uh, uh, for, MLS, for MLS. So he could very yeah. well go to another MLS team, which I doubt. I doubt they're going to pick up that type of a contract. More than likely, he's going to go on so. He's he's over in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not going to MLS. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. No um, 
no way. He'll so, be loaned out somewhere. Uh, some sort of deal or transfer will be will be worked out. But uh, his days in MLS are, are definitely over. And uh, I, I, I mean, good riddance. I mean, I, it, it's something that not only it's the only thing I wanted, and yeah. I was happy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's that's all I wanted for this season. Well, seriously. I think now. I think now we can be jolly. So one of one of my one of the one of my one of my coworkers, um, who who's a huge Galaxy fan, uh, he he's actually the one that hooks us up with the uh, the posh tickets, Bobby. Um, Hell yeah! He at the end of last season. Oh, you're not going to call out his name? No, no, no. We're keeping on the hush hush. Uh, At the end of last season, he gave me a few deliverables. He's like. Okay, who's out of contract? And I gave them the people who are out of contract. I'm like, okay, we need to re-sign Pontius. We need to re-sign um, uh, Romney. Romney. And I think there was one other guy. Who had, and we need to get Boateng back. It's like, we need to get rid of Gio. When are you? He would call me. When are you getting rid of Gio? What are you doing about that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> no, if it's up We're to doing us, what we been, can. He would have been gone three years ago, dude. <laughs> we have a show that talks about that almost every week. And and he would call me every week. Did you get rid of Geo yet? I'm like, I have no control over this. He's like, that's not what I want to hear. Tell me what. <laughs> tell me when you got rid of Geo. And and you know what? Thanks to the LA Galaxy, I delivered on every single thing. We kept Alessandrini. We re-signed Pontius yep. and. Romney and Boateng. We got rid of Gio. We got a good coach. There you go. So I accomplished all, all, all these things. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> good job, guys. We, we can we can retire now. That's right. Thanks, Steve. This will be the last show. Thank Thanks for helping us. I'm, I'm walking out. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, but but honestly, honestly, um, we're already seeing the benefits of this. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, we 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 just. Lewis pointed out on on Twitter, like with Gio gone, that frees up roster space and makes room for Efren Alvarez to get minutes, mm-hmm. and um, and he made his debut against Chicago in uh, in in the game this weekend in, and um, in the second half, yep, the second half, yeah, he came in and and made a big difference. So let's let's talk about LA versus Chicago, um, and we'll get back to Efren in in a minute. Uh, starting 11 came out. Um, what do you guys think of this uh, starting 11? So we had Bingham in goal, obviously. Felcher, Steres, Polenta, Chelvik in the back. Carrasco and Jonathan uh, playing defensive mid. Alessandrini, Cuello, and Antuna, and Zlatan up top. Um, what do you guys think of this lineup? Predictable. I mean, I... I yeah, yeah. I, 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 I predictable. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw something pretty close to it. Uh, for the most part, uh, in the preseason game, especially in Colorado, uh, you know the the injuries to certain players, so you know that they weren't going to be out there. You knew Legette wasn't going to start. You knew Juninho or Perry Kitchen weren't going to be in there. So you knew that Carrasco was going to get the start. You have no attacking midfielder, uh, so you're going to have to put Cuello in there. And, you know, everything else just kind of, you know, you know the defense was set. They had been set for pretty much the entire preseason minus, like, mm-hmm. the first game. So you knew that it was going to be Polenta and Steris in the middle. Uh, it's been like that the whole preseason. So, um, you know, if you thought that Romney was just going to come up and, you know, all of a sudden start, you know, <laughs> you probably wouldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, weren't paying attention. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's an extremely predictable uh, lineup. So 
but uh, overall that that was yeah i mean the best possible team that you could have fielded on opening day with all absolutely you know, with all the guys uh going down and kamara leaving and and so you know you were just kind of i don't want to say holding your breath but you were you, you were hoping for the best because you knew that you know quail should not have been starting right uh, in, mm-hmm. in that game you know he he's he's should be further down the depth chart as a rookie unless he's a you know an extreme standout and uh i, I don't personally think that he's yeah quail no well alfonso davies he's not right. you know he's not after now he's not after now uh of that caliber but you know um alessandrini he uh he came out in the 20th minute with a yeah. right hamstring injury same old story um man this this really sucks. Like I yeah. hate to see this guy get injured because you see him. He's he's passionate about the team. He he wants to play. He he, he looked very upset as he was coming off. He, he, he just overexerts himself, I believe. He well, needs to I, learn. I, mean, I gotta figure that he's overexerting himself in in preseason and in training as well. In everything. In everything. So as he eats. So why? So why? Once <laughs> with his frosted I, tips. <laughs> overexerting his, his yeah, overexerting his frosted tips. <laughs> Sorry, let's go on. I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking of frosted tips. Now you're thinking about frosted tips, of course. Now um, it sounds like something that should be on cupcakes. Yeah, Anyways. indeed. Alice on reading frosted tips. There's uh, a uh, kind of like a, a small debate going on that's that's starting. Obviously, it's not something that you have to think about just yet, but. Uh, obviously, Alessandrini is a fan favorite. Everyone loves him because he know because we all know what he brings to the team. Yep. Um, uh, he 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 loves the city. He he wants to play for the U.S. He wants to get his green card. He, uh, you know, he he understands um, what it takes to win here. But he's injured a lot, and so you know, a, a couple people pointed out, and you know, I'll I'll call out Jose here, saying, look, if this was Gio getting hurt. What would the uproar be? But it's Alessandrini, so there's no uproar. And I, I understand the difference. Before you go in there, I, I, I completely uh, understand the difference. But the 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 debate is: we know that Alessandrini's contract is up at the end of the season. The, the debate right now is: do you want to use him as a DP, knowing his injury history, or do you just kind of use him as a tam player, which you know that Alessandrini is probably not going to go for? Well, that all depends on that all depends on MLS whether or not they change they uh, they raise the ceiling on the TAM uh, because I think if they raise the ceiling on the TAM, you can re-sign Alessandrini for maybe a small raise um, for multiple years and bring him in as a TAM guy. Look, I I I think the jury's still out on whether or not you want to re-sign a guy who yes he gets injured, but it. Tends, like last year it happened around the same time right he was out for about six weeks and then he was he was in the team for the most part for for the rest of the year um i think he only missed like I, maybe like the first month and a half yeah and then so, after that he he missed like a game here or there but it wasn't that it wasn't any it wasn't anything major and the year before that he was really consistent with uh yeah. how much he saw the field so i think i think the jury's still out on on whether or not if he can get healthy uh and this is like his one season blip i'm fine with that um, I don't know if I, I re-sign him as a DP. Again, it, it if I can re-sign him as a TAM player, I re-sign him as a TAM, as a TAM player. Yeah, 
absolutely. Obviously, I would like to see him back on the team, and if he's willing uh, to become a TAM player uh, again, assuming that the league doesn't change the rules and it stays the same way next season, I, I highly doubt that he would say, "Okay, I'm going to take less money," um, even though you know I'm loved here and blah blah blah. And again, this is this is the geo factor when I'm sure that you can bring back. Like, well, remember this deal? This guy was getting paid this much money, and how much did he do? So, how much do you think I'm worth? I mean, that, that's how the the, the geo thing still will continue to affect us yeah, in, in the yeah. long term. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's going to leave, um, you know, it, it, there's going to be a, a mark left here for for quite some time, um, and it, it's unfortunate because, you know, it's. <laughs> God, what a, what a waste of fucking money and, and, and space that guy was. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, now you have a competent GM that saying, yeah, that wasn't part of that wasn't me. Like, I'm not giving you that deal. You know, that's you know, that's the old regime. And I think that's kind of part of how I kind of interpret it as well that, you know, well, let's just get rid of this mess that the previous regime um left for us like they're washing away all the crap that that, that they did you know I, I think that's probably one of the more symbolic things maybe they weren't thinking uh, you know along those lines but i think the symbolism is there that you know what i we got to get rid of this this is probably one of your worst blunders uh that that you made I'm, I'm just getting rid of it and you know new era so well there you go um bobby do you do you resign Alessandrini? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it just depends on how he plays throughout the season. I mean, if the, if if what Lewis is scared of happens with him getting injured over and over again throughout the season, then I mean, I mean, it's not really that smart to resign him on as a DP and try to bring him down as a TAM. But if he does a great great job, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I just don't know. Um, you have to see it through the season. Yeah, it's the first game. Unfortunately, he went down. He was doing a good job before that. Yeah, I thought um, I thought he was good in the first, uh, you know, fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, and it was a wet it was a wet night too. So, yeah, the, the quite a few players I think changed their shoes as the night went on. I I, I thought I heard, I think I heard Josh say that uh, Jonathan or. He changed it twice. I he changed it three, three times. Uh, Antuna changed it. Oh, Antuna changed it three, three times. Three times, and yeah. then Zlatan changed his shoes. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Jonathan changed. I'm sure. I'm sure a couple of players changed their shoes after going out there and slipping. Uh, Antuna looked like at least for the first half was very comfortable on that ground because it just seemed like every single time he touched the ball, he, he ended up on the ground. I'm like, dude, you, someone get this yeah, guy some like, cleats, please. I mean, yeah. worse, worse than that, like Zlatan looked like Bambi on ice out there sometimes at some points. <laughs> well, that, that was that one breakaway. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, I see it right <laughs> tripped over himself. <laughs> he's so big, you know, he's like, he's such a big guy. Like all those big I see it in the, in the, in the animation, in the Walt Disney animation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, our, a, a good friend of the show, Tyler Dunn, had a different explanation. He just tripped over his third leg. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's where your mind's at. So that's not what I said. I, I said someone else said it. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, I, was referring, the the, on I was referring to the person that was saying it. Lewis, not you. Scold me. <laughs> I wasn't so, scolding uh, you. You're always misinterpreting <laughs> things. So, so obviously the galaxy um, 
go down one zero. They go they go down first. Uh, Polenta goes a back pass uh, to I, I don't know. I guess is it Bingham that he's trying to pass it to? I have no is idea. It, I'm not is sure. It, is he expecting Sarah's to get back? A little to to like move backwards a little bit more to his position to his to, yeah yeah to his position because nobody was in the right position. Um, he, I I watched this play like four or five times today, and I I kind of feel like he doesn't see Sapong yeah. at all because if you look up, I mean if you look at Polenta, he's looking up the field, he doesn't have options, so he turns and uh, Carrasco is standing like two or three feet away from him and Jonathan standing like two or three feet away from Carrasco. And then he looks back and Rolf is standing like four or five feet away from him. And then Dan Starris is like, Starris is even closer. They're making a little square and they're just standing there. And so I guess Polenta's like, well, okay, I guess I'll just pass it back to Bingham. But because Carrasco and, and uh, Jonathan are directly in his eye line and didn't move, he probably doesn't see Sapong. It reminded me of that Ola Kamara goal that they scored. He scored against LAFC when, um, yeah, uh, Andre Horta gave us that, gave him that sweet yeah. uh, through pass. A little bit different, but um, yeah, 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 a little but, bit different. But uh, yeah, I, it, it was. That's exactly what I thought. He he probably didn't see Sapong there. I, I don't think that was like a. Well, this is a dangerous pass. I'm going to make it. I just I, I he had to have figured that there's nobody around and. But it could have been a better pass, regardless. I think it could have yeah, been. Yeah, should have had more yeah. power. But if it would have had right, pace, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but either way, that was his pretty much his only blunder of the yeah. night. Luckily, it did not cost yeah, the, was, the team. But the guy's solid. He was solid after that, and like mm-hmm. he was solid before even, that too. He even, yeah, yeah, it was just that one point. Um, and and even like a few minutes after that, he made this killer through pass that I think they called offside on on Tuna. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my good god!" When he when he made that pass. Yeah. But but again, it's it, to me, it's it's a it's a little bit of um. He's he's really calm, and for me, that moment was just a little bit too calm. Um, and you know, but it was but it was a mistake. You know, players have done worse and recovered from from worse. So and it didn't seem to, to affect him. I mean, the, the guy kept playing his game. He didn't seem rattled. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, obviously he, uh, that's good. It's very good. It means that uh, mentally he, he, he's strong. He can forget about, okay, I made a mistake. Let's just move on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, let's, yeah. uh, let's not do that again. Yeah, And that's not the best time to make a mistake on opening day and new, new signing and everything as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm happy with him so far. I know it's only one game and, and whatnot, but I, I said it in the preseason. He looks solid. It looks like it's a solid pickup. It looks like something that uh, obviously he's not the savior. He's a reinforcement and it's a hell of a reinforcement to have. And again, now with uh, with a deep – keep saying DP. With an international <laughs> spot open and all the cap space, you can now partner him up uh, with someone else. Um, I actually think the, the, the Steris, uh partnership isn't too bad i thought stairs was really good he too. was very solid Stairs too. had a good game i actually think uh, and again i uh, you can you can chop it up to like you know that one boneheaded uh you know play but um the from what we saw in the preseason i thought stairs was pretty good and that polenta made him uh, at least for the most part better obviously it could be skeloto who's saying this is exactly where i need you this is yeah. your role yeah, yeah. you know i'm sure that plays a, a big part too but Steris looks a lot better. Uh, the only real blunder that he had was against Colorado, 
where he lost the ball uh, that led to the third Colorado goal. Other than that, I thought he was pretty solid. The fact that he was able to beat Romney out for that starting position, because a lot of people thought Romney was going to pretty much be the automatic starter over Steris, and obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, somebody had mentioned uh, that it could have been that if you put in Romney or uh, in center back, like Steris can only play center back. He's not going to be of use to you on the wings. Whereas if you start Steris and somebody else goes down, Romney can literally fit any other position. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that's kind of a weird thing because you can obviously rotate, you know, Romney can start off in the and, center and then and go we may off still see it. Yeah. We may still yeah. see rotation. Yeah, very but, much I mean, so. Let's, but, let's, not, let's not forget, I mean, Steris didn't only have a great defensive game. I mean, he, had, he, he actually got the ball on frame twice and he made the first goal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that first that first shot he had it was, um, it, within the first minute it was like forty seconds in. Yeah, right? off the yeah. corner, uh, you know, point blank, and Elstead uh, was able to, to. I mean, obviously it was right right at him. So Elstead, man, but good God, yeah, he had a hell what of a game. What a game he yeah, had! He had really good and this is the yeah. guy that the LA Galaxy tried to pick up uh, last. What was it last year or the yeah, year last before? Year. Um, and MLS basically blocked the move because uh, we couldn't. They couldn't give him a raise or and pay him down under Tam. I don't. I don't know how the exactly how the the blocking worked, but uh, you know that that's a goalie that is very talented. He's a really good shot stopper, and man, he had a hell of a game. And and don't get me wrong, Bingham I thought had a really good game. He made two really uh, athletic saves I, on the night. I might be going a little overboard with this because I know that the the sexy pick is Alvarez and uh, the easier pick hmm. is Latan, but I, I, I'm saying man of the match is probably Bingham. Hmm. Hmm. I, 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 I think you, I might be overreaching you, there, but I, I think I think he kept us, but he didn't, but I think he kept us in the game. Not, well, of course, whenever you save any potential goal, you're keeping us in the game. Right. Um, but I mean, I don't. I mean, the save of the day was Dallas's keeper off off of Slatan's ball. I mean, off of the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, Chicago. Sorry, I'm uh, getting ahead um, of yourself. No, I know. I'm looking at the <laughs> damn tables right here. No. Um, <laughs> no, you're no, you're right. Off off of uh, Zlatan's shoulder, and and I mean, come on, Zlatan, you gotta hit that. You gotta hit that. Yeah, in. He, he's got. He, I don't know what he was I, trying to do. Maybe he was just being. Well, no, the ball was right. It was stuck it. right there. He had no other option. Yeah, so I, I think it's surprising. But, but, quite a few I mean, times. this is also it, a guy who's but it's scored. A, this is also a guy who scored a karate kick goal. So you can't tell me that Zlatan couldn't like contort his body to, to get ahead on that one. Right. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, in, in looking in back replay, at it, I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't know. He's a big guy. Uh, you, you know, you just like crouch down. You literally just in. crouch down. It's yeah. like it's like you're bowing down. It's it's not. It's not too difficult. I think yeah, he was trying to have control the experience. It. I understand. I, that, that's what I thought. I thought maybe he was trying to control it, and he just kind of like you know, he, it bounced he, and he, and he extends. Was like, he extends as much as he can to get it off of his shoulder because that's the furthest he can get to it. He hit yeah, his shoulder. He, he jumps up and yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, but I but I still do think he's trying to control it, and then he just took that balance, and he was like, oh, okay, sure, and then, uh, and then Alstead makes that incredible save. Incredible. Incredible. Was it incredible? It was incredible. incredible. I mean, it was Stretch Armstrong's shit. I mean, it was already in the net, and he still got that. It was uh, It was an Arcarazo, for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, Lewis, you mentioned Efrain. Let's let's talk about Efrain Alvarez. Um, 
16-year-old kid. He makes his debut for the Galaxy's first team, the long-awaited debut. The stadium got really excited when he came in. Um, because people know him, man. I know. People know him. It's, it's crazy that um, there's that level of excitement. From, that was just the side of the family. From general. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, I mean, because it really did seem like general Galaxy fans got excited about it. It yeah. wasn't just like it wasn't the, just the hardcores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it did seem like the whole stadium was just like, yes, we're finally going to get to see this guy in action. Um, and I got to say, um, I was texting back and forth with the uh, with the guy th- that I work with that uh, gave me all my 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 uh, things to meet my my tasks. And Actually, uh, you know, I probably should have asked that when when you said it. So, since you accomplished all your goals, did he give you anything? Oh, we'll see. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get uh, his tickets. Okay. Another ticket. Oh, another yeah. Maybe I'll get his LAFC ticket. Um, he um. I thought he came in and he looked a little lost uh, to start. Like he he seemed like he was kind of hiding from the ball a little bit. And, and as a matter of fact, Dom Kinnear was yelling at him on the sideline, like to get more involved uh, in the game. And you know, it didn't take long because he was only on for like what eight minutes before um, before he had the the assist to Dan Sarris. Yeah, I was gonna say I think but, he yeah. had played. A it was really quick. <laughs> Because uh, they, they already had a couple it, it, of chances before the goal dropped. It, it did seem really quick, but but um, but like when he first came on, the first few minutes, like I said, I feel like he was too a little too tentative, you know, to the point where he's getting yelled at from the sidelines. But he responded, and he responded well. And um, in that, it, it, it's amazing to see this guy who we've we've had him on our team. For you know, he was on the first team all last year, and we kept loaning him down to Galaxy Two, and he comes on, he makes the kind of impact that he does. He uh, he, I mean, he sent a grown man completely the wrong way. Um, he sends a, that little left-footed cross that was just inch perfect, so on point. Daniel yes, it was so on point. And I gotta say, the way Steris finishes that was beautiful. Oh yeah, I mean that was like perfect form. Yep, yep, definitely. It was a, it was pretty much mirror image of the first one in the beginning of the. the yeah, movie. it really yeah. was. It's just I also couldn't get a, a hand to this one. But yeah, Bobby's right. It, it actually looked exactly. He Steris probably should have had a brace in this game. To be, perfect. I mean, if he had a statue, yeah. it would be that pose. Just <laughs> I don't know if he would be wearing this the right jersey. I don't know. But. Well, he never played with any other teams, so. <laughs> But if we don't the like, joke, Lewis. as soon as his contract is up and he goes to another MLS team and he uses that pose, it might create a controversy over there. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, no, I look like the, the kid obviously is 16 years old, 16 years old. I mean, the guy still has what, seven, eight years before he officially hits his prime. Yeah. And the guy's already a professional. If I'm if I'm Greg Berhalter. Well, yeah. No, yeah I mean, you're I'm at his house. I'm at his house with flowers every day, every day. Every I mean, not, damn day. Not, not only not only is he a professional at 16, I mean, he shows it shows it on, on the pitch. I mean, he, he's pretty confident. He doesn't seem to uh, get get overwhelmed. Uh, he was involved in both goals. Yeah. Uh, even though the second one wasn't an assist. I mean, but I mean, it was a really perfect flick on to Pontius and which could have been a goal. Should have been a goal. That should have been a goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that should have been a goal. Well, that post said no. So it wasn't like a call <laughs> or anything. It was the post. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, but thankfully Zlatan was there. Yeah, he's there to bury it. And and, um, I was actually surprised because I was like, man, Zlatan's really not going to get one against, you know, Chicago. Like I was, I was, after that, that uh, chess. Yeah, after that chess one, I was like, oh, today's not his day. I, and then, I, it was funny because uh, Bobby and I were talking off the pod, and we're like trying to like let's make a bet. Does he make, does he make the hat trick before halftime, or does he have to take the full <laughs> the full game? You know, and he's he's behind pace to break the record, so he's got to hurry up. No, he, he's like, he's still on pace. If, if he has a goal every game, he oh yeah gets it. Thirty four. Yeah. What's Martinez? Thirty two, isn't it? Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's, so he's, he's right. technically he's on, on pace. pace. Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah, um, yeah so I mean, yeah, a hat trick sometime in the season, for sure. <laughs> He's yeah. got to pass Wondolowski for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! In, in two seasons, he'll just, just pass yeah. Wando and Lat. <laughs> Zlatan uh, can do it. I'm sure he can. <laughs> well, each of his goals count for two, anyway. So yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. Like some of his goals should be like five. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, that karate kick should have been like a little bit more than that. David said he's seen it so not many times. So, oh god, yeah, yeah. not a golazo. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, that's a horrible. That's a horrible. We've had some pretty bad takes on this show. <laughs> that's one of them. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I had tweeted out uh, because the, the game up to up until Alvarez came in was kind of like lackluster. I yeah. think David even said uh, something needs to happen here. You know, like they, they were they had their chances in the first half. They didn't finish them, but it, it wasn't electric. It wasn't like they, they were really going a, a, after Chicago where they were on their throats and they just couldn't, you know, uh, they, they, they couldn't, um, you know, finish finish their chances. It, it, it came in like it was very sporadic. And then I said, you know, something needs to happen. Something needs to spark because these guys are really, really flat right now. And Alvarez comes in. I go, ooh, you know, I, I like it. But now you're putting in that spark on a 16-year-old in his debut game. And he responded. And he was a spark because after he came on, you can tell those chances were coming. So, you know. Well, the momentum of the game started changing slightly before he came into the game. Slightly. And then when he we started getting in there, it was it was it was really moving. I mean, it was just full blown because I don't think, well, especially in the second half, uh, with the exception of again the 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 mistake by Polenta, the defense looked to have really um, gotten better from the first half. I, I thought they were stretched out in the first half. It, it wasn't so much in the second half, and I think that once Alvarez came in there, it, it, that that spark was enough to have them. Okay, you know what? We got the ball. And they they created significantly more chances than Chicago did in the second half. There wasn't any point. Maybe there was maybe one where there was a, a really dangerous chance in the second half. And I think just you know by luck that you know that 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 wasn't scored. I think poor finishing on Chicago's part. Yeah, I mean uh, they, they had their chances as well. I think uh, someone had said that uh, defensively. I thought defensively they, they 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 looked very good. Definitely an improvement from last season for sure. And. Someone had mentioned that most of their shots were taken outside the box, and you know if, if you're if you're a coach and you're you're your defender, you'll take that. You'll take those low percentage shots yeah. each yeah. time, you know. And if you happen to make it, chances are it was a golazo to begin with. So there's not really much you can do. Obviously, you can look back at the table. Oh, probably shouldn't have given them that much space, or oh, someone should have closed in here, or whatnot. But you want them taking the outside shots. It's those shots inside the box that you want to limit, and I think they did. 
I think they said they only had like maybe one or two shots inside the box the entire game. So, um, and most of those were blocked anyway. So, uh, overall, I thought the defense played okay. Uh, definitely better from last season's. And you know, this is just game number one. So, you know, it, it's gonna. Or you would it imagine that, it, yeah, it, it'd be getting better. Uh, obviously, it looked significantly a lot better than the uh, the the previous game against Colorado, in which we had said, look, you had Quayo and and um, and Cross, well, yeah, Quayle and Crossco, uh, you know, tasked to protect that that back line, and you know, big difference between Crossco and, and Jonah in there. You saw the difference, so yeah, I think there are some some positive signs. And again, because of uh, Gio being gone, because of Kamara being gone, this team is now really incomplete and unfinished. There's, you know, you don't have a finished product yet. You have guys that you are going to bring in. This team can only get better. Yeah. And well, so, well, I mean, <laughs> well, okay. The 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 idea, the idea yeah, yeah, is yeah. that this team can only get better. And again, I trust Teclosa. I no, trust Skeloto. Yes. They're not going to go sign Mike Ciani. Right. right. Exactly. So because if they did, they would get significantly worse. But right. you, know, you know what I'm saying. But but the idea is that you're going to get better. You're going to strengthen your defense. You're gonna you're gonna you should be getting another forward, some attacking midfielder, because you don't have that. Uh, uh, you have Alvarez, sure, but I don't think he's going to be the guy no, at 16. No, no, no. You you want to bring him in slowly, and you know uh, don't. Don't just go in there. All right, so here you're the guy. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, it. Yeah, so you don't yeah. want to do that. I don't think you start him. Yeah, on this, you know, you're, maybe you you start him in open cup, but I think he's he's kind of like the the spark. Yeah, he's the guy you bring on for for the spark. Yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. Cueto is not going to be the guy who's going to lead the the attack. Right, right. Um, you know, so it's going to be need- legit. It's going to be somebody else that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, later. Yeah. So uh, so I'm saying you're looking at a forward or attacking midfielder. Probably now, if you're really looking at it, you're probably looking at an, at an attacking midfielder. So, uh, but well, yeah, I mean, some, some good yeah. things. I, I think it, a little luck helped. Yeah. And, and, and look, uh, one more thing about Alvarez, um, that layoff that he gives Pontius, um, he's holding off Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. He's holding off Schweinsteiger. You got a 16 year old kid bodying off a world cup winner. In Bastion Schweinsteiger. That's crazy. Yeah, but also uh, he's I mean, an, old, an old man that's been, he's, he's, that's been on the field for over 60 but minutes. Look at, but look at Schweiny. That guy's big. Yeah. yeah. You look at him, he looks big and he's strong. So the fact that Efrain was able to hold him out, that's that's it, very impressive to me. Uh, again, um, it, it's just, but it goes back to, to the symbolism in, in saying like, yeah, sure, he, he uh, Schweinsteiger is not in his prime and, and whatnot, but it's kind of like – I'm not saying that Alvarez is going to be the next big thing in in soccer or anything, but it, it kind of the symbolism was kind of like when when Kobe entered the league and uh, in the All Star game he went up against Jordan and everyone just kind of went off to the side. Okay, one on one, let's see, you know. And it was just that symbolism of like, look, we know that Jordan's past his prime, right? Uh, you know, we know that Kobe Bryant is going to be quicker, so no matter what happens, it's you know. But it's just a symbolism of like, look, this is one great. You know, player. This is the the, the you know the, the next future. Yeah. yeah. So it, that symbolism is there, and yeah, you probably should uh, should make too much of it. But you know, it, it's obviously you know there's some significance in yeah. there. Yeah. The the nice thing is he's learning under some pretty impressive people. He's got Scalotto coaching him. You know, the guy he's already he's already posted on on Instagram that you know he's the the student trying to learn from the teacher. And uh, and and now it looks like Zlatan has taken him under his wing. 
Well, I mean, he's slapping him. Says, <laughs> I only, love that. Only when he doesn't. Only does it when he doesn't listen to him. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, that big ass hand slapping you. You're gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. Uh, Bobby, did you see the the post game interview? I did. Yeah, when uh, he's he's on the field and and he's talking to uh, oh, on the field. That, no, I saw the one in the um in the locker the press room. Scrum. Oh, yeah. no, he's on the he's on the field. They're talking to Efrain right I on the field after after the game, and they're starting to ask him stuff. And you see Zlatan come over and he slaps him on the back of the head. <laughs> and Zlatan says, you know, he tells him, oh, congratulations. And then he steps out of frame and then he leans back in and he tells him, don't talk too much. <laughs> 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 and you see and like you see Ephraim's face like he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And then he's like, oh, um. Yeah, um, so basically we we're, you know, I, I tried really hard. And then, yeah. like, he gave all the generic sports answers. Yeah, that yeah you that's what the other interview was. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> but it was just that, like that that moment, like, don't we're, talk too you know, much. Zlatan, yeah, don't talk too much. And he's he laughs and he's like, oh, crap, I better listen to him. I don't want to get slapped again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lewis, I think you've already given us your man of the match. You, you think it's, it's David Bingham. Um, Bobby, who do you think the man of the match is? No, it has to be Alvarez. I mean, he was involved in both goals. He tur- he turned the momentum. I don't know if we would have won without those moments. Um, and then he's it was his, his his debut on opening day. It was it was a fantastic. It's it's definitely him. Um, for me, it's somewhere between uh, Polenta, Alvarez, and Jonathan Dos Santos. So if you guys are saying Bingham and and um, and Alvarez, I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, Jonathan because I thought that he really worked uh, hard. He he looked like he picked up a, a bit of an injury uh, or he's de- nursing an injury and he had to come out to get um, some treatment. But I thought that he was really, really solid. Jonah looked like Jonah, though. I looked mean, like that's, Jonah. That's who he is. But, I mean, you know, that's that's who he is. And, and it looked like, actually, it did look like he had the monkey off his back as well, too. No more worrying so? about his little bro. He's just his doing big bro. it now. Our big bro, whatever. But yeah, he kind of acts like his little bro. You're right. Yeah, well, that's what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the, I mean, maybe it's just me. And I'm, obviously, I it's know what Jonah, Jonathan is capable of. I said, you know, he, he needs to be on this team. You saw it in the Colorado match. He uh, if he's not on there, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge loss. But I thought he had a very quiet game. I didn't think he stood out the way he normally does. And maybe that's just me. I'm not sure. I thought there was times where, you know, uh, especially in the first half where, you know, there's usually when there's an attack that's being stopped, Jonah's somewhere in the middle of that. He's reading the, he's reading the play. uh, He's closing off space. And then, you know, he's quickly transitioning the other way. I didn't see that much. Uh, of of that in this game, I, I know that he was. Uh, someone had said I, I might have been Kevin Baxter who said that he actually completed 100 percent of his passes uh, in the in the in first, the first half. half. Yeah. And so you know, and again, and obviously that that doesn't go unnoticed. But I don't know for him, I, I thought he had a uh, uncharacteristically uh, quiet game. I think uh, having a more competent, having more more competent players around him probably contribute to that, but that still doesn't um, hide the fact that so much. Like, yeah, he's not, he's not having to do so much or he doesn't 
look like as big of a standout when he does the things that he's supposed to be doing. But I still think he had a really solid game and he helped uh, the team, you know, in terms. The one thing I didn't like um, and I and I did see this and we're probably going to have to address this at some point is that when they're having trouble with the um, transitioning from offense back to defense, because what I saw happen a lot was Chicago noticed how high all the the forward players were were pressing and so they tended to drop their midfield back and fill that space between the offense and the defense and at times it was just like white shirts red shirts in the middle third and then you know the white shirts again so they were they were trying to get they were trying to catch the galaxy um committing themselves over committing themselves forward a little bit too much and and that was uh something that i think i'm sure the coaching staff will, will address that but i didn't like seeing you know that that big sort of gap in the middle there i think um if we have legit in there if you have um you know somebody else maybe they feel maybe they fill that space a little bit i don't think crosco had a bad game but he it was in spurts yeah certainly so i mean it, it wasn't that he did a horrible job Obviously, having Legette in there is it's an improvement, and you prefer to have Legette in there as that partnership uh, worked very well in the last six games of the season. But um, as far as Legette's concerned, he he was hopeful that he'd be back in this game. wasn't He's hopeful that he's going in Dallas, and you know maybe you see him come off you know off the bench maybe if but um, more than likely you probably won't see him until maybe the following week Minnesota. Uh, hopefully by that time he's he's fully recovered. He's in the starting lineup and uh, ready to go. Because I mean, there's just way too many injuries. And wasn't uh, I mean, wasn't Valdecanto supposed to fix this? You can't fix weak muscles. <sighs> really? You know? Look, Boca Juniors wasn't without injuries. They actually had a lot of injuries I, in, in, I, the, in their time. Well, I never said that he can fix injuries, but I, I thought you <laughs> can minimize. Sure, but it's it's early. It's early in the season. Uh, Precisely you know, my point. Yeah. You're you're starting so, off the season already crippled, or you get them, or you get them out of the way early so that they you repair these things. That's you have muscle fatigue. You know, you 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 build this stuff up. You you recover. Um, let's look ahead. We have uh, FC Dallas. Coming up, um, a second game of the season, and uh, we're going to we're going to bring in a, a, a guest as we did last week. Uh, last week we had Christian Miles on. Uh, this week we're going to be joined by Ben Lyon from Big D Soccer, and here to talk to us about the Saturday game, uh, Galaxy versus uh, FC Dallas. Uh, he's from Big D Soccer, part of the SB Nation Network. Uh, his latest article. Uh, focus on MLS fantasy so you know that he knows the league and he's a nerd just like us. Actually, it's a perfect candidate for balls and beers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Lyon joins us on the show tonight. Ben, Ooh, thank you so much ben. for coming on. Well, you, you know, flattery will get you everywhere. You know, I, I came in second overall in the MLS fantasy game last fall. That's a fun fact, right? Wow. Pretty good. But can you do balls and beers? That's what my question is. Yeah. That is much tougher than putting players that you know can consistently perform on the field. It's picking these random ass MLS games is the tricky thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I handicapped games against the spread last year and then uh, the, the total over and unders. So 
wins, losses, and draws were never uh, particularly my, you know, gambling tout style uh, per se. So I'll probably do horribly, uh, <laughs> to be quite honest. Well then, then yeah, then welcome, welcome to the club. I think yeah. uh, pretty much everybody does not not do well uh, again, it except for like uh, Charlie Bohm. <laughs> I, I could bring my trophy. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, Lewis has won the game two uh, years in a row. We're, we're, we don't talk about two that. Two years that only exist. <laughs> so I'm literally undefeated. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so as as we said, uh, coming up, uh, the LA Galaxy will go to Frisco, Texas, to face FC Dallas. Um, Galaxy face their first road trip of the season, and uh, they're, they're going to face Dallas, who drew one one versus New England. In, at home, um, so that's a that's a one-one draw to start under uh, Lucha Gonzalez. Um, I think we all had Dallas in balls and beers, and um, you know probably ill ill-fated. We're we're bound to come across one of these things. We don't really think too highly of New England, but it's MLS. Who knows uh, in in these in these times? But um, Ben, what do you think? FC Dallas's draw against new england is it good is it bad what were the expectations versus uh what we actually saw on saturday well you know i i, I think uh here on staff we were all homers uh we were, we were all pretty pretty bullish on our chances against new england however uh you know the canary in the coal Mine with teams entering a season with a new coach uh, probably probably should have paid more heed to that. Um, I mean, like I don't know off the top of my head how many teams with new coaches slash new tactical styles coming into the season did uh, in opening week. I think LA may have been the only team with a new coach. To start the season that won, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I, so we might 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 should have been more careful to temper our expectations in that first game. Even even with New England, who I think is generally favored as a team that's going to finish outside of the playoffs this year, um, and I mean, especially with FC Dallas taking on a and like basically like a new philosophy from what they had had used for the last five years. Hmm. It's not it's not not that surprising. It wasn't it wasn't a disappointing performance per se. I mean, would you as a fan or as a neutral could see the difference between how they played uh, under Oscar Perea and us uh, from five years to a sample of. In, but it's just one game, so right, right. <laughs> you know. I'm actually I'm actually surprised that uh, to hear that you know they're kind of undergoing this new philosophy because Lucci was the um, the academy director, right? And and this is uh, what Dallas has been known for under, especially under Oscar Pereja, is you know bring those kids up and get them on your first team and and you know put them through the the rigors of MLS. So, um, what do you think? What what I guess what are the expectations for Lucci uh, Gonzalez and, and FC Dallas this year? Uh, depends on who you ask. <laughs> I, 
I, I mean, uh, I, I think the club is going to give him a really wide berth because you know they're they're committed to a model of developing players and selling them abroad and um, you know ad- adapting to being a developer of talent. Uh, you see that with the USL team they brought online this year. It's a lot of excitement with that uh, for the diehard fans uh, of FC Dallas. Um, for for pundits, it looked like uh, you know they're they're uh, a borderline playoff team. And I mean, for for, for me, I mean, I I, I think Lucci is going to be a great coach in this league. Um, now my expectation is that uh, the, he's going to figure out how to create more from his uh, roster selections where they create more chances and, 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 and score more than they had in past years. And they've got a, you know, a solid enough back line where you know, they'll be able to play out of the back regularly and they're going to be able to put out fires regularly. It, Better than you know most teams' back lines in the league. Mm. So the that back line you speak of um, going up against the, the Galaxy, who um, was one of the better offensive teams last season. Now you know, just one uh, game into the season, we have so many injuries on our roster. We had uh, Allison Drini go down in what like the first twenty minutes of the game. Legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming off of the U.S. camp, gets injured um, in training, or maybe even his first preseason game. Now I can't even remember. Uh, you had Juninho and Perry Kitchen. Uh, so many injuries. Um, you still yeah, I'm, ki- I'm, 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 I'm kind of low key reveling on that, even though like I hate to <laughs> think about uh, people getting hurt. It's kind of nice as we're easing into the season that LA is missing some key components. Mm. Uh, well, actually, that was my question. I mean, the 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 sentiment, uh, at least, definitely from two years ago, was you know we don't fear the galaxy anymore. They're not the team that they used to be. Um, I think that that morale, especially uh, around LA and, and this organization, has changed after uh, the hiring of Teclose as GM and uh, the hiring of uh, Escaloto as head coach. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a uh, renowned hope and i gotta figure that the league has also taken notice of this that you know the galaxy may be uh on its way back to the top um i mean is that a, a sentiment that is shared uh i mean for 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 me i thought la was gonna make the playoffs last year so um i don't i don't see how uh putting a competent tactical director in place and a, a well-respected manager who won trophies in Argentina is is going to make me think any less of, of, of what I expected out of L.A. last year. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I, even, even with the injuries, I, I don't think it's a three-foot putt that we win in Frisco uh, on Saturday. Um that's going to be that's going to be a tough game, for sure. Uh, and you know, one thing I noted last year, whenever you know we were under the old regime, we were able to create create a lot of opportunity 
in Frisco and in LA, we did end up winning both of those games three to two. Yeah, those were all exciting, frenetic games. They was those were probably the most fun games to watch on the slate last year, in my humble opinion. Not the least the the fact that I think that Zlatan coming to the league was really awesome. I mean, it's a different story this year. Both teams have have new coaches, and so this the style is going to be adapted. Um, LA has made changes to their roster of significance to maybe shore up some of the difficulties they had last year, um, which is, goes from the top down. Um, and 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 for FC Dallas, they, st- they probably get. You know, a fresh voice in Lucci Gonzalez, but they also still have a glaring question about who is going to provide chances, who is going to be that attacking talisman that has been missing since Mauro Diaz got hurt. And then got hurt again, and they got hurt again. It it always seemed like Mauro Diaz was the key to unlock Dallas's attack. And he just couldn't stay healthy. And I mean, you know, now he's he's in China or Saudi Arabia. I, f- I forget where he where he went. He 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 is in the golf league, tearing it up with uh, Ali in Dubai. Oh. But yeah, I mean, he he left after like twelve games last last season, and he finished the the year second in assists for the club. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 I mean, here's the thing: like, not even productivity. The way the team played without him is demonstrably different because he not only provided a lot of killer passes, but he also was able to control tempo. I mean, he yeah. could switch a game from fast to slow when he wanted to, and he could switch a game from slow to fast when he wanted to, and he had. That incredible soccer IQ where he knew when to do it. And it's one of the things that made him, you know, in my opinion, kind of an all time great in the league. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Mario Diaz is one of those guys that, like I said, if, if he had been more healthy uh, for longer, then he would have been up there amongst, you know, the the Jovinkos, the the Robbie Keynes of, of the league. Um, but, uh, you know now, um, and and by the way, in looking back at, at some of those games, you said uh, the last two games Dallas won three to two. Thanks for not uh, mentioning that third game, which uh, the uh, FC Dallas beat the LA Galaxy five to one. Um, we, we we won't dwell on that one too long. Well, that was, um, that, was that was the end of the season, thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah, in seventeen. And there was um, one, there was exactly one team. Playing for anything. <laughs> um, this year, um, you have some of the the, the more known quantities in, in um, Michael Barrios, in Mosquera. Uh, Pablo Rangis has a, a big upside to him. Um, obviously, uh, Christian Coleman isn't going to strike fear into the hearts of. Uh, of many MLS offenses, <laughs> given given his uh, his his previous, um, you know, time. Where where does the attack come from in Dallas? Um, because 
I, I, I still feel like they're they're missing that that one guy who's going to bring it all together. Yeah, no, I mean it's going to be just like seasons past, where you know, minus Mauro Diaz, there's not a clear cut person to take out that slack. It could be it it could be Sergio Mascara. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's currently how he's aligned, where he's lined up as, as kind of a, I don't even want to say like an inverted winger, because he just kind of drifts and comes in and out wherever he can um, in the new 4-3-3. And kind of did that in the old system as well. Um, I mean, that's a big, it's a big year for him. He, he, he's, he's, he can hit a ball on goal. He can hit a he can hit a through ball. He's got speed. He's he's got a lot. He's got a lot of the things you crave, but we just haven't seen him put it all together yet. And last year was his first year in the league, and he's still a relatively young player. And I don't know that he's really had that weight put on him yet to see where he can respond. So I think. Part of the season was saying, okay, Santi, this is your team now. Let's see what you can do. Looked really good in the preseason. Look, he can deliver the goods. We will see. We're one weekend, and uh, <laughs> I really wish he'd uh, <laughs> helped us put two more on the board last week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these early season games are hard to judge. I mean, we don't really know who teams are yet, but. Um, as far as the, this weekend's matchup goes, um, what do you think, who, who do you think is the, the, the big impact player that, uh, galaxy fans should be looking out for on the Dallas side? Somebody who they may not be expecting. Somebody they might not be expecting. Um, so, call was kind of like a bear as the player uh, for FC Dallas has been for years, and you guys know about it because of Efren Juarez, who had a really nice game last week. Mm-hmm. But if for like a surprise player, it's probably Jesus Ferreira, um, who you know was big time academy player, um, has gotten his citizenship. Recently, when he turned 18, and looked like a strong candidate to play at the 20 World Cup, um, was the youngest player other than Freddie Du to score a goal in MLS until um, you know, the kid from uh, Sporting Kansas City last year, uh, oh, right. Busio, I think. Um, and you know, when Busio scored. Um, Ferreira had just scored six goals in half a season at the really crappy, crappy USL team. And uh, his, his dad was a league MVP back in 2011, David Ferreira. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. Yeah. remember David Ferreira. From Definitely remember him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, I mean, like, he is, a, he is an intuitive. He, he has a lot, a lot of similarities. Um, very 
uh, intuitive, creative players who like to score can set up, set up their teammates, and and the the, the parallels are there. Uh, Jesus got just like a hair more uh, professional experience at this point, mm-hmm. but after last week when FC Dallas only was able to manage nine shots against New England. And Jesus has added some bulk in the offseason. He, he might surprise everybody and end up starting this weekend. There we go. Well, um, with that thought in mind, I, the time has come. Putting you, your feet to the fire. Match prediction. What do you what do you think is going to happen? Um, let's, uh, let's get a, uh, so we'll go around the, let's, let's get a, uh, a prediction from you, Ben. Um, is this going to go Dallas's way? Is it going to go LA's way? Is it going to be a draw? Oh, I, 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 I picked the win in our little prediction sheet, which, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to struggling with mightily like everybody else does. Um, I think it'll end up being a two one game, um, Lucio will make enough tweaks and and Flavin will score like he does every time against he against FC Dallas, and it, it'll it will it won't be nearly as a frenetic frenetic as the games were last year, um, because of the new style FC Dallas is playing. They're they're good at controlling the ball now, surprisingly. Mm. It, it's 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 a big change from what they did with. Pereira, uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna play possession, play the ball out of the back, and I think I think actually like it sets up better playing against LA because your front line is not as good and as active at the, the press part as New England is. Yeah. So Dallas will try and play keep away, and it'll work mostly, but. Slotten will still score, but we'll still find two goals, and I'm a total homer, and that's why I don't have it as like a, like a wager five on, on the. Uh, we don't we don't we don't go crazy on our on our LA predictions even even so. What uh, I mean with that said, Bobby, what do you, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Um, yeah, I mean, going off of what Ben said, a lot a, a lot of that is true. Uh, last week's game against New England really w- wasn't really that impressive to me. That was that kind of ended correctly to me. It was a 50-50 game to me. Um, I do agree that Dallas probably will win this game, but I'm really hoping a draw. I hope Galaxy gets finds finds some kind of uh, strength in this new team uh, to kind of t- toughen it out. So I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna go with confidence of two though. <laughs> We're not doing confidence on this one, Bobby. I know, but I want to say it. I gotta say it. All right, and Lewis, what do you think? Uh, I think, uh, as I said on the season preview, I think for me the, the, the X factor is the new coach. Do they get a coach's bump, or does it take them a while to, um, you know, um, kind of understand what this uh, new direction uh, that they're taking, as Ben said, that, you know, they've been going at it for something for five years, and uh, now all of a sudden they have a change. Um, Zlatan, uh, with uh, his possible injury, you know, if he doesn't play or he's not at 100%, you know, who knows if we're able to uh, to get the ball in the back of the net. Wait, wait, uh, wait. You're, you're burying the lead. Is Slotten hurt? <laughs> not officially. Yeah. Not officially. Not officially. <laughs> yeah, what's the update? 
he he said uh, he he does he did have a bit of an Achilles issue. Uh, I guess he picked up um, he picked it up ten minutes into the game last week and uh, played the full ninety. So um, y'all, you all know that there was like a big controversy when when he came to Dallas last year and they were selling slotting jerseys in the pro shop. Oh, people were pissed about that. I was like, why? Oh yeah, that's, no, believe me, that's happened. That that happens all the time. With yeah. LA, uh, when Freddie Adu came, when Freddie Adu signed yeah. for DC, and uh, they came to LA, they were selling Freddie Adu shirts in the the LA the team LA store, which was a, a bit odd. But you know, what are you gonna do? It's it's a big name, you know. You go you, just like Beckham, you know. He goes on the the sort of the the MLS tour, you know. People get. To, you come to see Zlatan and, and you know sometimes they don't he doesn't play but happens to Bitsy yeah I guess at the end of the day um, I'm I'm really just hoping just come out of there with a point at least so Ben Ben has Dallas with the win uh, both Lewis and Bobby with draws okay so I'm gonna go against the grain here um, I, I I of course hope for a Galaxy win or a, a draw but I honestly think that um, given the LA Galaxy are still trying to figure out their defense. Um, potentially has some injuries. Obviously, they won't have Alessandrini because he's injured. Um, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos had a bit of a muscle issue issue last week. Um, you know, into the game, he had to get a like a, a quick massage or you know the magic cream uh, before he came back into the game. And then the Zlatan, yeah, the, the Zlatan um, potential injury. Uh, although we have no word on you know whether or not he's he's okay. Um, I think that Dallas, uh, with the the kind of attack that they have, with the speedy guys that they have, they can get a win over uh, over us in the uh, in Dallas. You know, travel is another big factor. So uh, I think two one win to Dallas because, uh, as Ben said, Zlatan's going to get a goal, whether he's on the bench or not, he'll still get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> He's aiming to break all the MLS records, including uh, only player to score a goal from the bench. <laughs> That's not unreasonable. Uh, all right. Well, um, with that said, guys, this uh, this has been our, our uh, segment on uh, LA versus Dallas. We want to thank Ben so much for joining us this week. Um, go check out Big D Soccer. Uh, please do not mistype that when you google it um and, <laughs> and uh ben do you where can people find you well, just just find me there uh, i mean my uh twitter handles at bird Turler, so um that's b-y-r-d-e-u-r-g-l-e-r yes it is a spoonerism it is a spoonerism for turd burglar however you've tried and spell it like that You'll probably find something even worse than BigDSoccer.com <laughs> when you misspell it. Um, if I have something like awesome to hype, I'll uh, I'll uh, hop on a podcast to talk about uh, your game with RSL <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, just uh, you know. Follow BigDSoccer.com this week to uh, get mad at your hated Western Conference rival. There you go. <laughs> yep. All right, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Dan. All right, guys. Do you guys have any last things to say before we close the show? 
Yeah, actually, um, one thing that we have not addressed yet, uh, and I did want to make sure that we get it on, get it on, um, is the stadium atmosphere uh, for opening day was incredible. I thought that everybody seemed really into the game. Uh, the supporters groups were just killing it every single minute of the game. Like ACB had the amazing uh, Angelinos. Uh, TFO that they put up. Unfortunately, yeah. we couldn't see it because of the, the smoke from the fireworks, the fireworks. Mm-hmm. so we couldn't get a good shot of it. But ACB and the Galaxians did a good job of making the North End look really good. I thought that the Riot Squad, like it was amazing that the Riot Squad started out at full, and then somehow in the second half got even more full. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was like overflowing with people. Um, at that point, and they were loud and and uh, going delay. Yeah, people were showing up <laughs> a little late. And and like they, we even got the upper the upper deck section to to join in a little bit with the riot squad, uh, which was cool. I think we sh- we should try to push that a little bit more this year, um, just to try kind of create that more you know environment. People talk about how they want the supporters groups to feel together, to sit together, to make the atmosphere more intimidating. I think what will make the atmosphere more intimidating if we just got everybody in the stadium involved in joining the supporters groups because that way everybody's involved. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that um, the stadium itself was, it was a really, really good atmosphere on uh, on Saturday. They usually yeah, on opening day. So uh, we're hoping, and I think- It was very uh, positive. I think Soroto even said it that, you know, um, it's an intimidating atmosphere and the fans are great. And he hopes to see uh, the same type of passion and the same type of attendance uh, two weeks when they play uh, Minnesota back at the Diggity. So, um, you know, hopefully it, it's not, it wasn't just the opening uh, day buzz and hopefully that buzz stays on the entire season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then of course um, the galaxy will face, uh, Dallas uh, away, so there's going to be away viewing parties all over LA. Um, the Galaxy website is going to uh, post their stuff. I think the ACB and Riot Squad and Galaxians usually now they're doing a joint um, viewing party, so go check out to see where they're going to be at. There's going to be uh, people posting on Twitter, you know, where, and we'll try and retweet. Uh, viewing parties and stuff so 399 pizza 399 pizza is one of them yeah Yeah. nice oh wow um damn i wish i could hit that one up this weekend yeah i think i'll hit it up before i head over here yeah uh so you know viewing party is going to be here at my house because we're celebrating my son's birthday so uh you know anybody who knows where i live you're welcome to come by and watch galaxy (laughs) i'll I'll put the address up on twitter don't worry about it everyone will know where you live (laughs) by you know what i'll just do right now nope nope um so yeah so uh, i'm looking forward to the season i think that um the renewed hope and the the like bobby said the monkey off our back of, of of geo not being on the team has really energized the fan base and um and i think it's gonna be a fun season if nothing else i think so. it's going to be um very intriguing like i said it, it's an unfinished product uh, i can't wait to see what those pieces uh that are that the the pieces that are missing the the ones that are going to be brought in I, I i can't wait to see them i have uh 
uh, we're going to have a South American flavor. Finally, something I've asked for for so long and I'm finally going to get it. So I'm Gotta actually get that very, mate. yeah, I, 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 I'm very, very excited for it. So, um, yeah, I, I think this season may be, um, I think it might be better than what, what I might have thought, depending on what pieces are being brought in. Uh, yeah. I think that geo thing opened up a lot of things and I think that we're probably closer to the mountaintop than most people actually realize. Yeah. So, and uh, shout out to everyone who said hello on uh, on on opening day that yeah. we ran to. And nobody came, gave me a code. Nobody got a pin. Nobody got a, a pin. Little, nobody got the, the gift nobody that Bobby was going to give. Mm-hmm. Even my even yeah. my buddy DRC was like, "Come on, fool, give it to me, give it to me." I'm like, what's the number? What's the number? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "That's what he gets for not listening." He's like, "That's like my pin, I'm Dodgers of Galaxy," because it's a little you know, it's yeah, combination. Yeah. And he's and I'm like, "What's the number?" He was so pissed the whole night. He was so pissed the whole night. Anyways, I mean, we have a really long season. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a wild ride. So hopefully, hopefully, it's, it, it'll come out in in a, in a good way for us. It's definitely hopeful. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be better than last season. So thanks for listening, guys. This is episode 149. This is LA is our house. I'm here with David and Lewis. Later. See you guys next week. And this is Bobby. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 